LifeWay Audio. Frank Sinatra, before microphones were readily accessible, would sing through a megaphone. He would carry a megaphone and sing concerts through it. And he talked about saving the $60 up to get a microphone. And what a game changer it was for him to have a, you know, that voice to be broadcasted through a PA. So what a great thing to have a microphone handed to you to broadcast now. And for us, um, I don't know that I've ever, I mean, as a pastor, you talk to people, you minister to people, you do that. I don't know that I ever felt qualified to talk to someone who had lost a child. Like if I, if I got that, I mean, I actually, have, I did it a lot before and never would be like, oh, like I know what to say. And not that I know what to say now, but I feel like I don't even have to say anything because there's a sense of like, I get it. This is hell and you're going to get through this. It's not going to be easy, but one step at a time, you're going to make it, you know? And so and that means a lot more to hear that from someone who's gone through it. And so not too long after landing with Heaven, it was the first time I remember it, I sought it out actually. I was talking to somebody and they go, oh, this horrible thing just happened to my friend or a friend of a friend. And his baby died on an airplane. And I just, I just found myself saying, if he wants to talk, give my number. And the guy called me. And they had been flying to Hawaii and the baby died halfway through the flight. And so they had to spend the rest of the flight with their, their child with them and in heaven, but body still on the plane. And uh, it was the first time I had done so after Lenny went to heaven, been that in that moment. And I, I got off the phone with him, and I, and I don't know if I said anything that encouraged him or not. I prayed for him, tried to you know, tell him what I would want to have heard you know, when I went through it. And I got off the phone, and I just remember feeling like I was Frank Sinatra with the microphone now. You know, I had been trying with a PA to do certain things, but this now was a new opportunity to have amplification of voice. And that, to me, um, it didn't change anything about my circumstances or his, but I, I, I felt comfort that I wasn't focused on me, but I was focused on someone else. And I think when we take our pain and we try and help someone else, instead of just trying to help ourselves, we get blessing in the process. Well, I wanna say thank you so much for making it to this final session of this Bible study. And I hope that it's been as good for you and special for you as it has been for me, uh, as it's been such a privilege for me uh, to share these uh, truths with you that have been forged in the fire of experience and difficulty and pain. In the early days after our little girl went to heaven, we would talk often about the idea of uh, scuba diving and just that we felt like at times we were scuba diving through grief and we would come across a little oxygen tank and we would breathe off it for a while. And by oxygen tank, I'm of course referring to some Bible verse would encourage us or someone would text us some you know, statement or a, a prayer. We would come across some, some truth or, or metaphor and it would give us life for a little bit. It would be a, a day or two of just really, man, that really encouraged me. And when you're grieving, you're just kind of looking for handles, looking for anything and to have that to breathe off of. And, and so we sort of collected those oxygen tanks. We collected any little bottle, any big bottle, any idea, and I would write them in my journal. And for that entire first year after Lydia went to heaven, I, I made it a discipline to write in that journal every single day. I guess I felt like God sort of showed me like, hey, you, you can't choose to go through hard things, but you do get to choose not to waste anything you learn in the midst of this hard thing. And I just know that human nature is to forget. 
And so I, I made it that habit to write down every single thing that encouraged me or helped me or gave me life. And, and I collected them and that eventually, essentially, amounts to what Through the Eyes of Wine is. It's my collection of, of oxygen tanks that sustain me for an hour, a day, a month, a week. Some of those truths I'm still standing on, still reminding myself of every single day. And, and then as I released it into the world, as we as a family sent it into the world, it was such a great privilege to know that, that tear-stained pages from our diaries would, would help other people. And I hope two things uh, maybe occur to you as we begin to move towards the, the final message that I, that I have to give you. And I really hope that the time you spend with your group uh, discussing these things will be powerful and will mark you uh, for a long time. But I would like to just say that A, the hard things that you have faced and had to walk through are meant to be uh, utilized as well. In giving the comfort that God gives you, you will receive additional comfort and purpose as well. And I also want to say that I hope that when this session is over, there's somebody in your life uh, maybe who is going through something difficult. It could be anything. It could be a divorce. It could be uh, that maybe they've had an injury or it could just be that they're suffering from depression and that you would make it a point to try and encourage them and share something you've learned over these past six weeks with them that will encourage them in the hardship that they're facing. Well, today I want to talk to you about microphones and specifically the microphone that you get handed anytime God allows you to go through something difficult and something dark. You can't see it right now because it's under my sweatshirt, but I, I have a microphone that's attached by a wire to a little pack that's transmitting to a receiver that's sending the information to a hard drive that eventually will get processed and conditioned so that as you hear it, it's crisp and, and, and dialed and hopefully they can get rid of any lisps or pops as I, as I talk. And that microphone was, was brought to this shoot and put on me so that my voice could be communicated into this moment. There was a purpose for this microphone in sending this message. In a similar way, I believe every single one of you has lots of different microphones, opportunities, your voice, your, in your marriage, in your family, in your community. It's a, it's a platform. It's an opportunity to communicate a message. It's, it's something that God intends for you uh, to profoundly and personally carry into this world as you participate in the story that God is writing. You have many different microphones. You're not an accident. You're not just another person who's eaten at McDonald's. You're not someone who has to take a number and just wait in that DMV line uh, for your, your life to end virtually, right? Uh, you, you have worth. You matter. You're chosen. You're, you're loved. You're equipped. You're called. God sees you. God uniquely has fashioned you and formed you to do great things in this world, to show up at your work every day should be to you an excitement uh, to know I'm reporting for duty. God, God sees me. God has a plan for me today. There's things he wants me to do. And, and you never have to have your shoulder slumped over. Oh, it's a Monday and oh, just another Wednesday. And oh, what does it really matter? And you know, kind of story of my life. I, I just dare you to live a story that's, that's lit on fire by the Holy Spirit. It's just trembling and, and bristling with excitement. There should almost be a sense of like, I'm on my tiptoes today. I, I don't care if you change oil for a living or change diapers endlessly. Uh, there, are, there are people that you are meant to impact. You matter more than you know. And every time you face hardship, loss, difficulty, grief, 
when you feel like I just, ah, I'm suffering, this hurts right now, I, I can't bear, I just, I just want you to choose to snap that lion lens in front of your eyes and believe right then and there, I just got a new microphone. I just got a new microphone. You see pain, listen to me, pain is a microphone. And the more it hurts, the louder you get. Acts chapter nine shows us this clearly. Paul the Apostle has just gotten saved. What a crazy thing that even Paul the Apostle had to get saved. It doesn't matter who you are and, and what you uh, have been like prior to, to knowing Jesus. There has to come a moment before you can do any of those great things that God has for you where you gotta bend your knee to Jesus and trust Him. Pre-salvation, Paul was kind of the worst. I mean, he was killing Christians. He was, he was a threat to the church. He hated Jesus which tells you that there's not one single person that you know in your life that you can say that person could never get saved. God can never touch them. They're, they're an atheist or they do this or they got a 666 tattoo on their forehead, right? There's not a single person that God's grace couldn't invade their life. And that happened to Paul. And he's in the process became blind, ironically. And before he would see a lot, he's, he saw nothing. And he's lying there. And God wanted to send someone named Ananias to encourage him, to pray for him that he might receive his sight, get baptized and you know, sort of start preaching the gospel all over the world and writing the Bible and stuff. Hashtag no big deal. Ananias did not like this job because he had heard the reputation. Like Taylor Swift, like Paul had a bad reputation, right? And so he said, God, you, you can't mean go encourage him. That guy's terrible. And God said, this is Acts chapter 9. I love this. It's one of my favorite stories in all the Bible. God said, go. Hey, y'all, when God tells you to do something, just go. Did we not learn our lesson from Jonah? For he is a chosen vessel, just like I said, you're a chosen vessel, so was Paul, of mine to bear my name. That's all of our jobs, to carry the name of Jesus wherever we go, to carry the name of Jesus into serving on the battlefield in Afghanistan, to carry the name of Jesus into a nuclear submarine off the coast of San Diego, to carry the name of Jesus into that Taco Bell and make that gordita crunch extra delicious because the Lesko family is coming if it's Saturday, right? He's a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name, before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will, don't miss this part, I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. Now this is crazy. And it came to pass exactly as God said it to Ananias. Two things are happening. Two things are being described. Here's one, you gotta pray for this cat because he's gonna bear my name before kings and Gentiles and the nation of Israel. So in other words, Paul's got an amazing assignment, a powerful plan that God had prepared from before the foundation of the world for him to walk in. Epic. But then there's this other stream over here, and he's like, oh, also, he's gonna suffer horrible things for my name's sake. There's gonna be incredible difficulty. And if you know anything about the book of Acts, you know Paul had some crazy stuff go down. Dude got beat up, whipped, stoned, lied about, betrayed, one time a mob almost tore his arms and legs off and soldiers had to carry him like he was crowd surfing at a Metallica concert over, over their shoulders. Right? Somebody like, did he just say Metallica? I think he did, right? And, and so here's, here's, here's Paul who's, who's being prophesied about. He doesn't even know this is going on. He's gonna suffer greatly. He's gonna do great things. I believe those are actually not two things. They are two sides to one coin called his calling, and you have a similar calling. You see, God is able to take your misery and open it up so it becomes ministry. 
for it would be as Paul suffered that he would be given numerous opportunities to testify. If he was never imprisoned, he would never get to stand before kings. If he was never lied about and, and betrayed and, 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 and treated harshly, he would never get to stand before the nation of Israel and to the Gentile world. It would be on the way to doing all these things that he would suffer. You see, pain is a microphone, and the more it hurts, the louder you get. Now, I'm not trying to say that God causes the hard things. I'm not saying that, that God made my daughter die. I'm not saying any of that, because I don't understand the sovereignty of God. Read the book of Job. It's all like way five levels over my head. Why, why God says yes to the devil and, 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 and why evil happens. All of that we will understand one day when we stand before God. In the meantime, he causes the sun to rise. He's the one, you know, telling humpback whales to migrate. He's the one, you know, dealing with all the cosmos and planets and all that stuff. And, and so I just get to humbly trust him and believe that whatever he has allowed to come my way, he has a sovereign plan to overwhelm and override so that it boomerangs back down upon the head of the enemy who's the one who wanted those evil things to come to pass, that he might, in my life, in your life, cause all things to work together for good for those who love him and are called according to his image. But let's always remember that the good he wants to do in our Romans 8:28 situation is not always going to be something we can see that's easy and tidy and neat to, to discern. Oh, I got a flat tire, but when I was out getting the, the spare out, I found a $100 bill. Ooh, it worked out for good. Sometimes you might not see the good. Sometimes you might not understand the good. Sometimes the good might not even be about you. The good he wants to do, the, the reason he said no to your prayer that you prayed might be so he could say yes to someone else's prayer. Yes, he works it all for good, but it might just be that we become more like Jesus as we groan in the midst of our Saturday, in our painful situation, as we let him invade the space of our sorrow and sadness. And there we find that when we have nothing left but God, we find that he is all we need. So yes, there is good to be worked. But that good sometimes is just you realizing, I have a microphone. People are going to listen to me. I'm, at, I'm given now access to places I wouldn't have any business being otherwise. Like an emergency room, five days before Christmas, where we would never have had the right to stand if there wasn't the invitation called pain. And they're getting to invite people to church. And they're being able to say yes to an organ transplant. And they're giving permission for our little girl's eyes to be cut into so the corneas could be sent out, so two blind people could receive sight. We named Linya, our daughter Linya, not knowing it meant lion. We found out later and then she became nicknamed forever Linya Lion because she was so wild and so full of energy and crazy and passion. And we love that we found out weeks later that these two blind people now today at this moment see life through the eyes of our Linya Lion. How did that work? The microphone called pain. What I'm trying to get you to see, and I wanna wrap up our entire six week journey together that's brought us to this moment with this statement. Suffering is not an obstacle to you being used by God. It is an opportunity for you to be used like never before. Would you pray with me? Jesus, I thank you for every single person known and named and noteworthy. And I pray that even in that church classroom, that, that living room, in this gathering, they would realize 
that they are celebrated by you. They've never for one moment not been before your sight. And I pray that even in their pain, hardship, and difficulty, that right now they would embrace the fact that you're up to something. You want to turn this trash into triumph. And that in the midst of the darkness they're facing, that dawn is coming. If as we're praying, if you've never made a faith decision to trust Jesus, I want to just give you space right now to, to turn to him, to trust him, to say, God, I need you. Come into my heart. Give me your grace. You're accepting what Jesus did for you on the cross now, what he did for you as he rose from the dead. If you're hurting and you just need to just say, God, I, I don't know how, but I want you to show me what this microphone looks like so I can use it. Just, just tell him that. Tell him you want him to open your eyes. He'll hear you. Now God bless and keep these. Cause your face to shine upon them. Be gracious unto them and give them peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Lifeway Audio.